0: This is the Holy Gospel according to Luke, the eighth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus and his disciples arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As Jesus stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He, went, he was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wild. Jesus then asked him, "'What is your name?' He said, "'Legion,' for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these, so he gave them permission.' Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herds saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them. For they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, that's a doozy of a reading. Uh, So we'll just dive right into the sermon. Uh, The Exorcist was maybe not the best choice of movie for a ten-year-old boy. Uh, But I loved scary movies, and let's just be clear, emphasis on past tense loved. There's a big difference between preteen and high school Josh and almost 30-year-old Josh. But what is it with this cultural obsession with scary movies? Some of them bizarre, uh, admittedly. A cultural anthropologist could probably answer that question a lot better than I could, But you don't have to be a cultural anthropologist to use Google uh, and look up exorcist movies and scroll through a seemingly endless feed of horrifying, sometimes baffling titles of movies, some I've never even heard of. So from films and folklore to visual arts across cultures, we have some pretty wild ideas of demons and devils and evil spirits. And so from a preacher's perspective, it makes preaching on demon texts especially challenging when all of these images are the first things that get conjured up in our mind's eye. But I think that also gives us an opportunity to actually ask, what are demons? Demons. Really, what do we mean by demons and devils and evil spirits? Now, all week long, I've been pondering that question, but it's also been just a little crazy around here with a little thing called Vacation Bible School. So if you are part of Vacation Bible School uh, in any capacity, uh, raise your hand. Okay, got a few people. Okay, keep your hands up. If you were a part of Vacation Bible School like a couple years ago or like uh, in, in the past at Unity, raise your hand. Okay, lots more hands go up. Thanks. So you know that at Unity, as I learned this year, that VBS is what we call playful with a purpose, right? So VBS is fun. We have games, and we do art, and we have snacks, and we do science projects. Uh, But we also uh, learn about stuff that's happening in the world. This year, uh, as Pastor John alluded to, we were uh, trying to get rid of Plasmo, short for, I can't remember... Thanks. Uh, My my Latin is not so good. Uh, We were trying to get rid of plasmo, this this character that embodied this parasite uh, that infects mosquitoes, who therefore infect humans with malaria. And we've been learning about how to get rid of it, right? And we all know what that word is that we learned during VBS eradicate, right? We've been learning how to eradicate malaria because we know that malaria, uh, like other diseases, is a harmful disease uh, that prevents people from being able uh, to live and to do the things they need to do to live healthy, meaningful lives with the people around them. Now, there's no Bible story, really, about malaria, but it's not difficult, as I was thinking about VBS with this preaching text in mind, to think of malaria as its own kind of demon. Something that's just not the way it's supposed to be. Right? Demons and devils, whatever you think or don't think about them, uh, you know we know that they're usually synonymous with evil. And I think that's a lot easier for us to understand sometimes. We know evil. We experience evil things and evil events, things that are not supposed to be, but things that happen in our world. And so evil is anything that is contrary to God's vision for the way things are supposed to be, God's vision for humankind and for creation, anything that prevents God's people from flourishing and living in community and living to the fullness of what God intended us to be. And so I think that's a pretty good working definition for evil or demons or demonic or whatever word you would put in for that. And it certainly makes it a lot easier to understand things that we might call demons or demonic in our world today, right? So anything that prevents us from living into the fullness of what God intended for our world. So malaria, for one, a host of other diseases, to be sure, but also... A lot more sinister evils that we know. The isms and the phobias in our world. Racism and homophobia and sexism and ableism. All of the things that cause us to judge or place our own presuppositions on other people and degrade them simply for who they are, for people who maybe act or look or believe differently than us. And then we know there are the demons... Of gun violence and mass shootings and acts of terror around the world that all too regularly dominate our headlines and possess our world like the demons that they are, I even saw on Facebook not too long ago that just like broke my heart and crushed my soul to see a picture of uh, like a back to school aisle at a like Target or Walmart and backpacks being marketed as bulletproof backpacks. That's not a thing that should have to exist, but it's a symptom of the evil that does exist. And that is demonic. And then there are those more subtle demons too, right? So Bible scholars have been quick to point out that this demon-possessed man in our gospel text today may have very well been afflicted with mental illness. Now surely they had mental illness 2,000 years ago when this was written, but they didn't have the medical terminology to diagnose it and treat it, let alone even name it. And so it was more natural from their worldview, from their point of view, to call it demon possession. That was a lot easier for them to understand. Now, it's not that things like mental illness or addiction are demons in and of themselves, although certainly for people who live with them and people who care for them, they can be, but often I think it's the way we treat people who live with mental illness and addiction that can itself be the real demon, right? I mean, look at the man in today's gospel. He has no clothes, no home. He lives in the tombs on the outskirts of town. And he's kept under guard with chains and shackles to keep him over there, away from respectable society, to keep the problem removed. So there he is, alone and isolated, away from his community. And then there are the more everyday demons, right, that I think we all maybe experience. The fear of not being good enough, the fear of saying or doing the wrong things, or the insecurity of being perceived as less than, or being judged, or falling short of the expectations that we place on ourselves, but the expectations that others place on us as well. Even the limitations of our own physical bodies, right, as we get sick or grow older, maybe not able to do the things that once came so easily to us. And so I think with this definition and all of these examples and all of the ways that demons uh, present themselves, that I think we all experience demons in one way or another, whether the more societal things like these isms and phobias and violence or the more personal Demons, mental illness, addiction, insecurity, the fear of falling short. So what's the good news in all of this talk of demons? Well, our gospel text is clear. The good news is that Jesus casts out the demons. Jesus restores this man to his community. That's the good news. And this week, our VBS kids learned that where malaria says stop, Jesus says yes, yes to life, yes to healing, yes to thriving, yes to living into all that God has created and called us to be. And so where isms and phobias and hatred would seek to divide us from one another, where mental illness and addiction suffocate us and weigh on us, where violence seems to dominate our news headlines on an all-too-regular basis, Jesus offers a vastly different way, the way of life, the way of healing, the way of liberation, the way of wholeness, the way of restoration to community, which is all well and good on paper. It sounds great. It's great news, right? But what do we say or do when the demons just won't go away? When another act of hate or violence comes to us as breaking news. Or when the depression or anxiety flares up again. Or when we just can't shake the feelings of guilt or insecurity or falling short that weigh on our conscience. One of the more interesting things that I noticed this time around reading this gospel is actually what's not said. We don't know where the demons wind up next. I mean, sure, we know that they've gone from the man to the herd of pigs, and we just assume that they, with the pigs, get drowned in the lake. But Luke doesn't actually say that. And we need look no further than our own lived experience to know that demons and evil, in whatever forms they present themselves, still very much exist. And that's the reality of living in a world broken by sin. But I do see hope. I see great hope. I see hope in our VBS kids who raised nearly $1,000 in the course of five days to help eradicate the demon of malaria by providing mosquito netting for people all around the world. I see hope in the way this congregation partners with its recovery centers in Waukesha and Milwaukee to help eradicate the demon of the stigma attached to people living with addiction and recovery. I see hope in the ways that all of us come together Sunday after Sunday and small group after small group and servant opportunity after servant opportunity. Opportunity, the ways that we show up for each other, the ways that we support each other, the ways that we show up for our community and our world, the ways that we get beyond our own individual limitations and be church together because we know that we are better together. Eradicating demons is not easy work. For as long as human history has existed, there have been demons and evil in the world, and they're not going away anytime soon. But the hope and the good news is that we have each other in this community of faith. Even the little things, right? Like a friendly smile or an extra measure of kindness or patience with each other, right? Ask our VBS kids one thing they learned this week, and they'll tell you that they know that little things together can make a big difference and in the midst of and even in spite of the world's demons we can sing of the one as we did at the start of this service praise the one who drives out demons we can sing of the one with the power to eradicate them all the one who gives us great strength and hope for living the days ahead And so we sing, I heard the voice of Jesus say, come unto me and rest.